Welcome to another edition of the NCBI podcast. I'm June Tinsley, Head of Communications and Advocacy with NCBI. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by John Doherty, who lives up in Donegal. Um, and very welcome, John, on this cold morning. I hope everything is well with you. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, I suppose, uh, as I always begin, just to uh, ask you to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I'm uh, John Doherty from uh, Donegal. Um, I've been living there all my life. I, I currently, I suppose, education-wise, I currently hold a degree in uh, administrative uh, business administration from uh, ATU Donegal, as it is now. Um, and I'm currently <laughs> studying a master's in disability studies. Not sure how that's going to go yet, but yeah, hope, hopefully, um, I'll see if. Uh, I'll make a decision at the end of the year, but hopefully, yeah, it's it's going okay so far. Fair play to you. Is it a one year Not or two year? Um, no, it's actually a three year. So it's a three, uh, three year. It's one year is the cert, something like that. Now, in the next year is the diploma, and then the third year is the master's. But uh, I don't know. It's something that'll keep going. It wasn't what I really was expecting, but uh, <laughs> I'll stick with it for this year anyway. I got I, I got like a, a scholarship to do it. So fabulous. And is it done remotely or are you in most campus? Of, sorry, most of it's done remotely. And then uh, it's uh, we're meeting in the campus on the 18th of February. I'm going around there for okay. a day. So, but most of it's done remotely, yeah, because it's done in, e- in the evening times. Okay, okay. Um, but do you find that that's a bit of a, a challenge to get to know other students um, because it's done remotely? <laughs> Yeah, that can be a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I haven't got to meet any of the students yet, so yeah, that's that can be that, that can be a challenge when everyone's from all over the country. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, but best luck with meeting up on February. I'm sure there's some kind of um, project assignments as well, so you'll be yeah, doing yeah, the, yeah. things in groups as well. Yeah. Fair play to you. Fair play to you. Um, I suppose just if uh, you, you could tell the, the listeners kind of what kind of supports from NCBI you have availed of um, over the years. Well, I currently I've been using Braille for most of my not not as much as I used to, but yeah, I've been using Braille for most of my life. So I've always got supports from that from there, and that side of things, and I've always used a cane. So yeah, I would have got those sort of things or various little gadgets and things, various little things that I would use around the house, and I've always got that from the NCBI. Um, but I suppose yeah, I would have got assistance with um with uh technology as well. So um, like I joined the virtual technology clubs and I'm able to get engaged with that. Um, and then in some cases maybe with the advocacy support as well. I've been got heard, but heard of a few things come um happening through through uh, all of that. So yeah, that mostly that type of thing really. It sounds as if you've been quite active in uh, availing of multiple different services and you've yeah. obviously met, met multiple different staff um, in the different yeah, departments, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're, you're obviously a bit of a, uh, you enjoy many sports activities. So tell us about your involvement in blind soccer and park run. Well, I suppose that's one of the things that the NCBA, when they join the Vision Sports Art, and that's probably one of the little supports as well that, been able to gauge, but uh, no, so the blind soccer didn't really start when Racing Sports joined. But they, I joined it through, um, I heard about it one time and I, I just uh, I decided just to join it. But um, yeah, so I'm part of the blind soccer team and we've been away in different tournaments. 
So we've been away in uh away in three tournaments at first as a club. So we went to BFI Dublin for a while. So and we we started the first college house blind football there. And then that was around for a few years between like 2013 and then 2014 and 2016. And then 2016 decided just to have a, a squad then of just going as Ireland. Okay. So uh, they decided then that we would go as Ireland and we've been in a few tournaments. We, we were in qualification for the European Championships. Unfortunately, we didn't make it there because the, oh, the, the, the tournament was in Romania and the 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 qualification tournament was in Romania. So we were there for a week. I think it's the first time we've ever spent a whole week together as a group. <laughs> so uh, sure it was good fun. Yeah, it was good fun. We got to know each other and and stuff like that a bit more and all that. But uh, and then we <clears throat> in German and uh, we went. Then the tournament was on, was in Berlin. We didn't make it there. So then we went to Poland the following year for about five days, and we played in a European Challenge Cup. So yeah, so that was not as good experience just for me personally because I. When I first moved home, I didn't really have many friends, and it was very hard to meet other blind people. A lot of them, a lot of blind people live in Donegal. They tend to be older. Yeah. So uh, that's the danger. That's that's where the issue. That so, sending me people my own age, and some of them will be working and things. It's good to get that sort of thing as well. Like to get that, you know, is it like we're we're a football team and we came for that, but it was good to get other. Uh, you know, the peer support on various other things as well when you were when you were hanging around off when you were off the football pitch. You know, and I'm sure you're still in other... touch with them all, are you? Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, so we set up a WhatsApp group just for that reason, and we keep in touch with it now and again. And we're trying to get things up and running again. So, and will you be doing any tournaments in the near future? Do you know? Um. I'm not home since year now. We, we had a few things planned for 2019, and they didn't come off. And then we had a few block. We booked a number of sessions just locally around uh, in the for Dublin, and then COVID hit. So, uh, so we haven't been at back since. But we're hoping to get back now. We're, we're planning a few meetings, and it hasn't really materialised yet. So, hopefully, yeah, like hopefully we do get back now. I'm looking for a few a few players as well. So. Mm-hmm. Fair play to you, fair play to you. Um, and you've also been involved in the, the park run. Is that done more locally in Donegal? Yeah, so that's actually something I got through, uh, well, the somebody from the local, local community resource worker and NCBI. She actually, she put me in touch with, or she didn't put me in touch, but she she, she was at an event and somewhere down the country and she, she decided that, or she met up with the people at, Parkrun and told them there'd be, there'd be a few people interested and then they put the word out for a volunteer in the, in the Derek Henny area and uh, a guy came back uh, and I, and I came back and basically it turns out they, they know each other and then it just works from there so he got in touch with another guy who was friends with uh, a few visually impaired people through his time at college a number of years ago and uh, but the two of them yeah they, they started it off and then just more people just decided they wanted to, to do it so um, so these two guys, they started off, they're both triathletes. So it worked out really well that way. They were into okay. the whole running this like They were chatting about there was supposed to be like a small, like a tri-tri event in April 2020. Obviously that didn't come off. So um, hopefully now there's a few new events that might be able to come up because like, I, I do an odd bit of cycling. Not a whole lot now, but I, I do a small bit and just with 
with the road system in Donegal and depending where, where I'm living, depending on where you can cycle, it can be very difficult just having someone who's confident enough to do that. You know, that's so those two guys because they're triathletes, they might be able to um, help out with that. And there's a couple of guys actually. There's a couple of guys who are neighbours of mine actually, and they they're involved in that same triathlon club. So uh, between all that, yeah, should get something different going. But yeah, in terms of parkrun, I um that's where I came from. So then more people. Are just deciding like they want to join. They want they want to do it. So now there's. Let me think. I think there's about four anyway. There's about four or five, five or six guys there that, that 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 want to do it every so often. Like, you know, they'll do it if they are going on their own. They'll take me around it. You know. Brilliant. And then there's a few others that just join now and again. They they might jump in and say, yeah, "I'll do it" or whatever. Like some people. I've had people coming to me saying, "I oh, gave me name to so and so, and the the guy, the organizer, and I, I want to want to do it with you someday." But uh, you know, there's still the same couple of guys that do it all the time. You know, nah, it's, it works out, man. Like as long as somebody's running with me, it's fine. You yeah, know, it's exactly. it's park runs really about doing it. It's not really about your time. So, you know, it might be a bit faster, maybe a bit slower. Like I, like we, I've come in at twenty four, like something. Then other times going twenty seven something, so it all depends on the guide and how and their speed as well. Yeah, the, the, how experienced the guide is in that's uh, a big one. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. A, yeah, it's a huge one. And the big thing is that with unfortunately that where we run with the park is they've cordoned some of it off, so it's changing the route as well, and that can be that can be a bit difficult. I suppose it is my confidence in it as well as opposed to the guides as well as the guides. So yes, and that, is, is the um. Route that you take always the same, or is it in different locations? No, the route generally is to, is actually inside where the park is, so it's like it, it is like it is like an internal route if you want to put it that way. So it's okay. But then they just to change it up where you went out the gate, of, out the main gate of the hospital. So it's up, it's up by that by the local local psychiatric hospital, and the park is on that that stretch of road. It's sort of it's that site, that okay. whole site. So it is it is like you do that same lap but three times. So it, okay. it, so it, it it is good that way. The only thing is that yeah, when it changes, they're talking now. They change it for a few weeks, but it, and the talk, there's talk of it changing again. So we'll see how that goes and how safe it is. The yeah. only thing is where we run because Letterkenny is a lot of hills. It can be difficult, and so they've had to cancel it a couple of times. Well, actually, a couple of times it was cancelled because of the events. There was an a there was an event in Donegal. Everyone heard about it. And uh, they cancelled as a remark with respect to the people of that particular town. Yeah. But uh, or the other, there'll be a lot of times where it'd be cancelled because of the weather. So when the weather, if it's too wet, if there's certain areas of it where it's snow, so if it starts to thaw, then it becomes unsafe. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So that's like they would, and Roger and Donegal, we probably don't do as many park runs as other as other counties because of that. Well, it depends on the town. But because Lebanon is and where we do it is quite a hill, that yeah, it can be very un- unsafe. So yeah, and they need to factor that in to make yeah, sure. Yeah, all that has to So yeah, yeah. So all that has to factor in. So. And um, tell me, following completion of your um, qualification that you you did a couple of years ago, um, what type of jobs have you had, and which have you enjoyed the most? Yeah, well, I've done a few. Like I, I haven't done like full time work, but I had a few schemes. And uh, I know I did. I worked in Cong- the Congress Resource Centre in Letterkenny and yeah. Legal Centre for Independent Living in Letterkenny. No, I enjoyed both of them. I guess 
There's a New Zealand, isn't the Congress Resource Centre? I think they're all, uh, I don't know, I think I was sort of in this unusual position where I was this young guy out of, well, what's a young guy out of this, like, most of the people are a bit older, they were, because everyone was on schemes, but it was still very interesting. Like, I did a lot of things, like, um, did a few extra computer courses, like, I updated, like, so many ECDL, and uh, I did some uh, customer service courses. And so, yeah, so I had to go over to, to go to a shop and buy stuff and get to know, like, sort of, like, find out how, what type of customer service was received and all that. That was one of the tasks. So I had to represent them, actually representing them in, um, in where was I? Somewhere, I think it was Longford or somewhere, where I had to go and represent them and give a bit of a speech. <laughs> so it was a bit of fun, but no, it was all good. Um, and um, do you know what you would like to do when you complete this postcard? No, um, I would probably like to like, be work for the councils and become like an advisor. Because, yeah. but it's it's not what I expect. And I'm, like, yeah, I'll say like I, I will complete. I will keep this year. You know, do it for this year. But uh, I'll see where where it goes next. So <laughs> I don't want to hold my hopes and saying yeah, I'm gonna complete this. But yeah, like um, if I get the shirt, yeah, I'll see where it goes. But like I'm hoping that yeah, I can become an advisor to the councils or, or like. Because now it's 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 in uh, disability studies. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to change people's minds and what disability really is, because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, perception around what there's a lot, there's a perceived idea as to what people think disability is. Yeah. And I think yep. we may be going the other way now to the way we were, uh, give or take 30, 40 years ago, where disabled people were thought of those who can't do anything. To those who can do everything, but to facilitate the, the thinking around how they can do it isn't there. Yeah. So I think yeah. of things that, you know, that especially for other employers, which is probably why there's a high rate of unemployment among the disabled community in Ireland, is that uh, I think a lot of employers have this, that when the, the especially like maybe the vision impaired in particular, when the, when the vision impaired person goes into a place, they think, oh yeah, this guy, this this guy or this girl can do anything because they're using their technology the same as I am, but they're not thinking about how they're using it. Where's our yeah. role in all of this? So I think that's, you know, when it comes to like the security systems and all that, everything now is about security and that, you know, when you set something up, you know, every time it updates, it tends, you know, it's all about internal systems. True. And that's where the big issue is that, you know, how do we adapt those internal systems to, to, to working with Alexa Jaws or Zoom Text or whatever, whatever the the other, uh, whatever people, whatever systems out there, you know, like yeah, the switch controls or any of those things. And how do we do that? Yeah, I think there's a whole area there. Um, so I wish you all the best of luck in trying to um, pursue that, because certainly, as you rightly say, for the people who are blind or vision impaired, there is a very low employment rate only 24 percent of people are in employment um, and possibly a lot of it is down to employers making assumptions and judgments that are false um, about what people's skill sets are and capabilities are um, and I, I do think there's a lot of work to be done in, in that space um, and have you found that with some of the employers that you worked with that you kind of possibly surprised them by what you were able to do? Um. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. I, there is a bit of that. Yeah, that um, I think a lot of people are. Yeah, depend on the age. There, like, 
a lot of people, yeah, don't realize what's out there. So I, yeah. I've noticed that myself. But uh, there's a lot of situations, and this is where parkrun really works, is that the fact that it's for everyone. So you know the way like that these parkruns for everyone. Yeah. Parkrun event person, yeah, they might they might say to me at the end, you know, you could have pushed it a bit there, but they're not trying to coach anyone. You know, they might be saying that to try and help. They might be saying that just to try and give you a bit, like encourage you. Yeah. Whereas sometimes there's a lot of people who go out and they they do the they try to use it and they don't realize the issue the, the issue it is when you're running that you know that you're trying to find your way in a different way you know that yeah. and yeah. that's what I know for certain people so that's why I think I'd encourage people to get into parkrun for that reason is that it's you know you will have a guide you know like if they you know some people might say to you yeah, you can push it here push it there but like you know they're only doing that to help you know like you know like that's it's it, it, it is that's definitely encouraged for that reason you can walk it as well so that's the other side of if you want to walk it for the first week and then you know if you're into running then like if you want to try to run it then a week you could do that yeah exactly that's a fair point and as you already say it's very inclusive and the benefit is the guides obviously um learn a lot from you and vice versa so it's uh, mutually beneficial which yeah. should happen in a, a work environment as well yeah yeah um, and uh, when you have been on different schemes have you been able to get the any adaptations that you do need um like jaws or uh zoom text or any of those kind of I, things mostly with schemes I've, I've used my own laptop so you know anything i'm okay. doing is mostly writing letters and things but yeah generally i've um they've been very like if i've to do extra courses not through it they've been very good at um either like help me out checking it out you know, for errors and that but they've also been very good at emailing everything to me so if there are documents I they don't then they've emailed them and I would have uh, I would have done through that and I would have you know saved the file and completed it everyone I emailed it back to them or yeah their memory stick they would have done it that way whichever I, I would have done I would have been able to do that independently yeah, exactly. yeah yeah or they would have with someone if it's if it's a case that's that it's uh, readable, that's hard copy stuff, it's like printed pages. Someone there's someone to read it. So that's one of the things in the schemes they'd have people there that like part of their work would be to help others out, you know, that because they, okay. they mightn't have the they as part of that. So yeah. They they wouldn't have any they wouldn't like a lot of staff that done schemes but they may be very little work on that day or whatever and they might ask them to help somebody out or whatever. That's that's part of it. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, and I yeah, suppose then it means you get your your duties done done just like everybody else does. Yeah, yeah. It's just as you say, you do it differently. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Um, and I suppose just to, to conclude our our chat, John. Um, what one piece of advice would you give to another person recently diagnosed with a sight loss condition? Mm. Um, hard question. Well, I suppose I just say try try what you get try everything. You know, like like if. Whatever's out there, if you see an opportunity, take it. You know, it's mm -hmm. the, the line in the song. If you see a chance, take it, and that's what I say. Take the opportunity. Um, it may not, you know, you may only be, you may only be able to do it for a few weeks. Like another thing I'm doing at the moment is I'm studying Irish, and I'm studying a bit of Irish. Unfortunately, um, I've had to leave it now with my course and all that and different things. So, um, unfortunately, I've had to, to give it up. But I've, I've had to try to take, you know, let it go for a while. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Even if you can only do something for a couple of weeks, you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know who knows who. Like Ireland in particular, anyway, is a small country. 
you know, the news is like we see a lot of stuff on the news nowadays, and somebody will tell you something that you might want to know. True. Like there is a there's an ad now. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a girl named Lucy Edwards. And uh, oh, yeah, she does this ad where it's like being lined it's about like her it's the something to do with her something about tan ten and it, she's basically saying that it works with navy lens and all that. But yeah, I, I don't know if I can't describe the full ad, but it's basically about that because it wouldn't be something I'd be into. But like um that's what I'm saying. If there's a lot of things now about disability, you'll find that it's it's there. Like so but, but all that the one big piece of advice I'd say is if, an, if, if you find an opportunity, if somebody finds an opportunity for you, take it. Good words of advice. Because, because, because you never know where it's going to lead you to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be and open that, to all these opportunities. Physical activity is probably the one place to start. Or maybe even like, not even physical activity, but even if you want, if any any person who's in the knows they had, who's had sight loss, start with something you know. Don't be going in thinking there. Well, where can I? Where you know, start with something small. Yeah. So like if a builder has gone, has lost their lost their sight in some way, or lost partly lost their sight, and they can't can't do the work they used to do. You know, find out what your find out your strengths as well. So that's a good thing. Like find out, you know, like use your context and do something yeah. you've always wanted to do. So that that's what I say. Do something you've always wanted to do. Like if you haven't learned, it, you know, I've studied in Irish, but. If you haven't learned Irish in 40 years, maybe that's the place to start. <laughs> you know, start with something small. Start with something that you can do, that you where you yeah. can meet people, where it's at, at, at your pace. You know, that that that's the best way. But don't like I wouldn't be jumping into I wouldn't advise anyone to jump into doing a degree or, or anything on that if, if it's not for them, because once you're in there, you know, it's uh, you it might stress you out a bit. Whereas yeah, if exactly. if you if you start with something small. That's at your pace that you can attend, you know that because I'm doing Irish, but I pay for it. So it's it's like you suffer consequences if you you might pay for eight classes, but you might only attend five. Well, that's yeah. just you just deal with that. You know, it's like you know because it's only what is it? It's not very much. It's about fifty euros for, for is it forty euros for about five weeks or something. So. Okay. Yeah, it is a lot when you when you it is a lot like of your income when you've when you've lost your sight when you've sight loss because your your wages are going but like it's it's to start something small because a lot of these things are in small groups and what I've noticed is with the Irish is it's the same people coming back every time so right. that that's the only thing that you can you know you never know where those little things are going to lead you to yeah exactly it's all about building networks really isn't it and, and yeah. uh, peer groups and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very sound words of advice indeed, John. Thank you very much for that. Um, I suppose I would just like to encourage any of the listeners, if you want to avail of NCBI services, um, you feel free to jump onto our website, ncbi.ie, um, or call our info line 1-800-911-250. Um, all our podcasts are available on podcasting platforms um, like Spotify and Apple and also um feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel. But for now, I'd just like to thank John very much for uh, having a chat with me this morning. Uh, and I wish you all the best in the uh, course you're doing. Uh, yeah. And uh, stay warm up in Donegal. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Jill. Thanks very much. Take care. Bye-bye.